Hello and welcome to the USMC podcast. It's Uncle Sam's marketing channel. Today I'm joined by Cassidy Jackson. Welcome, Cassidy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How's your uh, your Thursday going? Uh, we're going to date this episode, but... <laughs> it's going. Um, just trying to get through the week. That's how we always are. <laughs> yep. So um, I'm really glad that you could join me today. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's always tough getting on people's schedules and especially nowadays. But I, I think that uh, I think that doing remote stuff, for me at least, has made things a lot easier to do things and set your own schedule in a, in a sense, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but I roll right out of bed and get right to work. And then, you know, I got to get kicked off my, oh. my computer <laughs> to get back to, you know, back to spending time with the family. Yep, I know. It's been, that's one of the things that I found a little uh, challenging since we started working remotely is just trying to separate work from life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the the premise of the show, uh, just to recap again, is it's just talking to uh, Marines that, that are now marketers or in the marketing field or, you know, even entrepreneurs and that sort of thing. So uh, before I do that, I normally go into uh, the big question, why the Marine Corps? Oh, the why the Marine Corps? Um, I come from a long line of Marines, so my dad's 20 years retired, and um, yeah, I actually tried to join the Air Force first, but uh, knee surgery in high school, and the Marine Corps, you know, they just take anybody, <laughs> apparently, but uh, yeah, no, definitely was the right choice for me, though, once I got in and started seeing how my personality fit there. I was really happy with my decision most days. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's that's universal most days. You love the yeah. Marine Corps today. I always yeah. say <laughs> Yeah. I always say I miss the clowns, not the circus. That's a great way to think about it. I, I, I might have to uh yeah. you already trademarked that. <laughs> no, but TM. marketing one oh one. So um so you, when, when did you go in? Uh, so I joined in August 2018. Went uh, from I'm from North Carolina, so just uh, skipping a hop down to South Carolina, Paris Island. That's where I did the grand old boot camp adventure. Yeah, I guess why I chose to join was, uh, I guess at that time in my life, I was just, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. And I was going to community college for criminal justice. I thought I wanted to be a cop, but realistically, I just wanted to play volleyball. And in JUCO, you know, my two years was running out, so I didn't really know what what the plan was, but uh, I was decided between one of two things. I was going to transfer to a four-year university, or I was going to join the Marines. So I went and talked to a recruiter on both sides and, you know, weighed my options. And by the time the scholarship came through for the the D1 school I was already going to MEPS. So, <laughs> yeah. So it kind of just, it happened, you know, luck of the draw, I guess, life, fate, destiny, whatever. But yeah, it all, it, it worked out great and I wouldn't trade my time for, for anything. I guess a perfect segue into that is your MOS. And I think you, I think you, I saw that you're in communications. I was, yeah. So, Great story here. Um, 
going into, you know, grand old recruiters tell us we're going to do one job and then we don't always get stuck with that one. So I ended up in the communications field, but as a maintainer because electricity and electrical was the only thing I studied for on the ASVAB. So that's how I ended up in the comm field. But um, I learned so much in communications. I was a 2841, 2862, so uh, communications maintenance chief a.k.a. technical program manager in the real world. But, uh, yeah, I learned so much that I've definitely been able to bring over into my role now and, you know, going through college, just trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up after I got out. Was it actual, like, radio work or was it, like, more <laughs> PR work on the communication side? No, okay, that that's the good thing about communication. I thought coming out, I was going to be doing, you know, I wanted to go to school for right. communication because that's all I knew. Well, communication in the real world right. isn't the same thing as communication in the Marine Corps. Um, it, I worked with electronics and radios and actual telecommunications, so very different than <laughs> what I thought I was going to school for. But I jumped into it and started learning, okay, I actually like this kind of communication better, so... That's how it's all spun. And yeah, it, best decision I've ever made was just to keep <laughs> following the path. That was my segue <laughs> into when you said no regrets. And I'm like, not even 29 palms. That was uh, not by choice. But, you know, we <laughs> yeah, got to do what I, we got to do. I chewed a lot of sand out there <laughs> myself, too. So not a fun place. Yeah. I That was the first place I learned where you're either a gym rat or a bar rat. So Luckily, I was in really good it's shape. It's similar to when, <laughs> when I was stationed in Okinawa. We always said that you either came out a, uh, came out a, and please, if I offend you, I, I apologize. Anybody out there listening or watching later, uh, you come out of the <laughs> off the rock, either a Jesus freak or an alcoholic. And I didn't go to church that much, so. Oh, well, that's right. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> well, cool. So, uh, communications. I mean, I, I think it's a like a great. Uh, base for uh, for you know even marketing today because I mean the technologies and that sort of thing we're using uh, you always have to adapt to to that mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever uh, the actual medium that that our messages are being sent over so and the fun and the funny thing is you probably absolutely my my MOS I was an 0411 so you probably didn't like the guys that represented my shop too much the maintenance management. I actually wanted to be you guys. So yeah, that was fun. I mean, going into going into a comm shop and talking to like this the comm CEO and saying, You're all messed up, you haven't done your PMs and you know, you're not combat ready and I'm gonna tell the colonel, you know, that sort of thing. So Yeah. Well, that's I became the middleman for the you know, our commanding officer and then you guys. That's so awesome. I got to play that fun job. <laughs> So um, when you did get into the fleet, uh, who did you serve with? So my first duty station, I was stationed in Camp Pendleton with 1st Marine Division, um, with Com Company, Woohoo Standard Bears. Um, but yeah, I spent my first two years there, and uh, then I PCA'd right down the road to 7th ESB. If you didn't know that ESB doesn't stand for engineer support battalion it actually stands for end of service battalion <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i worked there and um, that's where i was a maintenance chief as a corporal and uh got to work with eod and bridge company and you know crazy. all those fun engineers Especially eod 
they are. <laughs> yeah, they're different. You got a live grenade that's <laughs> that's on the range. Everybody stops. They walk over with a piece of C four, throw it into the field. It goes boom. They go go back to training. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, all right. So, yes. so now that we talked about your Marine Corps experience, why don't we move on to your career after the Marine Corps? Uh, I, I, I kind of, you know, I stalked you a little bit on LinkedIn. I was trying to do my homework. It, it was, it was a good stock. It was, it was like, you know, checking out your, uh, your, uh, your background here. So um, that's the way I like to be stalked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Any other way I'm going to call the cops. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when did you actually transition back? I mean, what year? You were in five years? I was in for five years, yes. So um, I went on terminal leave in July of 2018. Um, it's funny that you say, when did I transition back, though? Because I don't feel like I ever transitioned back. I feel like once you go into the Marine Corps and you live the active duty life, um, that's the only part I can speak of. So I don't know how reserves or you know whatever else is, but... Once you've lived that active duty life, it changes who you are going forward in life for the rest of it. So I don't think I ever transitioned back out. <laughs> well, I, I, know I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing you did, but you know, thanks for, th thanks for hanging me out to dry there. <laughs> I've been out a lot longer than you are. So I feel like it's it, the world is slowly absorbing me again. Slowly. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of becoming more part of first sub div rather than you know <laughs> you don't rock. answer a question with bra <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that or check, kill or yeah check for sergeant <laughs> good to go <laughs> i do still say tracking <laughs> did you go i mean did you go right into work uh after uh, the marine corps did you go to back to school i mean what was the plan oh man so i feel like i was one of those, you know, a lot of us get stuck in the rut. Once we get out, we don't know what we want to be when we grow up. We don't know what's after the only thing we've known for the past four or five years, sometimes 20. But um, yeah, I, I got out and I got into University of Michigan. So I was going there for business and I, I had done school while I was in the Marine Corps. So I transferred, um, but found out quickly that after an accounting class that that is not what I wanted to do with my life. So I uh, started learning a little bit more about the business side and decided I wanted to be a recruiter. So I got into staffing and then I realized how much money the people were making that I was putting into positions that had a degree. And I was like, okay, I really need to go finish my schoolwork. So I applied at Michigan State and ended up going to Michigan State. And that's where I graduated from with my communications degree. And uh, yeah, that was, I will, I am a Spartan, die hard, bleed green. I love Michigan State. So that's where I found, I feel like that's where I found myself and where I would go next in life. That's what led me to what I do now. I also see that you, you got uh, what a certification and stuff from Syracuse as well. I did. So great resource for any vet or service member that's out there onward to opportunity. Um, I got my certification through them and uh, it's, you go to Syracuse online. They, it's a program, uh, IVMF, I believe it stands for, but yeah, you just do coursework online and they prepare you to take your PMP exam and, yeah, but you get a certification from Syracuse that says, hey, I did this. 
<laughs> some good uh, some good schools there to, to have your uh, your background in. And you and I know when we were talking earlier, you said that you're working on your MBA right now. Is it an MBA or? I'm working on my master's in arts, but I'm in strategic communication. So kind of a, a very niche field. But I think Michigan State is one of the first colleges or universities to actually start that. But we have a 100% <laughs> placement rating after well, graduation. Cool. So are you doing that online <laughs> as well right now? Or are you actually in Michigan? I am. I am doing it online. Um, I moved down to Texas in January. So uh, just it's where I wanted to be at. I was tired of living in Michigan in the cold. And I was ready to just explore somewhere else. So moved down here. And now I'm next to Fort Hood hanging out with the soldiers and different hey, well, life I grew up here in Texas, over so there. I'm not too far. <laughs> well, as Texas goes, I'm not too far away from you. <laughs> I mean, it still takes me uh, right. half yeah. a, uh, half a working day just day to get to San Antonio, but you know, let's say that. <laughs> so, well, that's cool. Um, right. So we've talked about your education and we talked about transitioning about civilian life. Um, I'm, I see that you're now, I mean, you've, you've had a couple of roles moving on in the um in the communications side of things and the and the recruiting and that sort of thing so um right now you i i see that you're mm -hmm. working for a company called escalant uh, what is all, what are they all about what are you all about so escalant is um we do qualitative and quantitative research uh we have i think i know for sure at least seven different industry groups but we just acquired another small business. So <laughs> more work, probably. I don't know what's coming, <laughs> but, uh, I work. Yeah. More work. Exactly. Um, I work specifically in automotive and future product or advanced product. So I get to see about market acceptance and help engineers design what's going to be accepted, what people actually want, what they need. I just try to help them understand the customer better and give them what they need. It's one of those yeah, it's one of those jobs that you don't know exists until you pull up the website and you're like, wait, people get paid to do this for a living? So, yeah. <laughs> what are your data, without giving any, you know, anything away that may be pr proprietary, but what are your data points? What are your data? Do you, do you aggregate data yourselves? Do you get, you know, access to aggregated data, put it together? How does that process work? Yeah. So, I mean, we pretty much use, uh, we're primary researchers. So we conduct our own clinics, our own surveys. We do everything soup to nuts, start to finish and come out and tell them. I mean, it's a lot of syndicated research or custom research. So it just depends on what the client wants to know and we figure we help them formalize curiosity is the best way i come to, to explain it is we just take what you want to know and tell you what it is or how to find it i've been doing marketing for over 18 years and i was going through things and i was like uh, and i'm a data monkey i i you know i cut my teeth in marketing starting out as a as a marketing analyst <laughs> so i'm used to seeing data i'm used to to you know digging it up and and formatting and stuff but the stuff that you do is really it looks like really fun i mean it's if you like data you have to like data <laughs> it's the best job yeah <laughs> it is definitely the place where i feel you know you always want that job where you wake up in the morning and you're excited to go to work that's finally what i've found in what i do now 
And yeah, it totally changes your life when you enjoy what you do for a living. <laughs> what does a project specialist oh. do? Because that title can go <laughs> all over the place in the marketing community. Yeah, it can. Um, so the best way to describe the project specialist or my role to, I guess, the Marine Corps community is uh, I'm a, a staff sergeant, I guess. I don't know what the day is going to be like until someone tells me this is what we're working on. And then, you, you know, I do proposals, I do logistics, I do, I travel all the time. A couple weeks ago, I was in New York for three days, turned around and went to LA for a week. And yeah, I, it, there is no average day in the life. It's just go as it comes, uh, embrace the chaos and work long hours. And But it's just, work doesn't feel like work. It's just... I, I get to research all day. That's the, all I do. I research all day. <laughs> I guess, I guess the, I mean, you just said that, that you love the research and you get to do that all day. Uh, what's been the most exciting thing that you've been able to do uh, since you've been with them? Um, oh goodness. Um, I would say I've gotten to go, I went to Air Venture for a project, which is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin and did a project up there. And that was so cool just to, like I was there for one reason, but I got to, experience so much other things that was going on and like a whole different community and I think just traveling in general is the best part because you get to experience cultures all over the United States and one state's different than the other and people talk different they live different they are different it's just yeah I love that I love part I mean understanding I, people. my last duty station was with fifth marines in at Pendleton and uh, I got married very young I was at 20 years old when I got married but uh, so my so I, that was my starter wife. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, my had, my wife had now had has had a starter, starter husband, husband too, so we're both <laughs> like very happy with each other. But um, she she was she is and was a uh, SoCal uh, girl. So you know, I I, I stayed in California. Uh, I enjoyed it. There's a lot of things to do, but I, to your point, I love the fact that there were so many different cultures and communities and and you know languages and and food and everything it's 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 very yeah it's very helpful especially for creative types to, to be around those things so yeah for sure and i'm from i'm from north carolina from bfe north carolina like my neighbors were tobacco fields so when i you know joined the marine corps and moved to california it was definitely a culture shock for me just you know experiencing everything that we didn't have at home and that was 18 years of my life and yeah. you go there and it opens your eyes how did you yeah. actually land excuse me land the role of project specialist i mean were you what were you doing before then that that like prepared you for that um so when i was working as a recruiter i had a supervisor that was amazing and i told him you know I knew I loved recruiting because I liked helping people, but I didn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. So I kind of confided in him my aspirations for life. And he really pushed me to, you know, go back to school and finish what I was doing and try to figure out what it was that would make me happy. So I did that and I went back to school and I found, I, I tried to go back to Michigan State for business, but I ended up somehow in communications and it just worked out that way. So once I started learning in my education about um, 
just everything from cognitive human behavior, psychology, just the way that we are as human beings. Uh, that's what drove me to looking more into market research. But I found out that my supervisor that I had confided in, was he had moved over to Escaland. So I'm looking at their website and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like people get paid to do this. So I messaged him and asked him, you know, how you're liking it and all that good stuff. And he told me that the company culture there was what stood out most to him. And that was the reason why I wasn't happy in my previous job. So after listening to him and understanding that he was happy doing what he was doing, just that culture shift made him happy. That's how I kind of ended up pursuing Escalant. Um, I was a strategy hire there in automotive. They didn't really know where they were going to put me, but uh, I started out in May as a, a research analyst. And then I showed them that I, I can do the projects with logistics and everything else. And, and now I'm doing my dream job. <laughs> it's always cool when you get, when you, when you run into those things. Um, I mean, like my, my experience at Avery, um, I just got on the door being a data monkey and then uh, was, you know, quickly promoted to uh, handling point of purchase displays. And I love doing that. And then I got into category management. And, I, and again, that's, that's like where I really love to do things that, because you could, you could physically see the change that you were making and, and it's awesome. And, and I, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, being in the automotive space, mm -hmm. uh, like which, uh, where do you, without giving away too much proprietary data, like which, which vehicles do you, do you see that your projects are, are coming up and are, are they future, uh, future vehicles? Are they current? I mean, I work in kind of everything. That's the beauty of syndicated research. Sometimes I get to go work on things that are already out and just see, you know, what people really want to tell you about them. And <laughs> sometimes people are very honest about what they don't like. So that's fun. But I, I moving over into advanced product, I do get to do a lot more of like future, future vehicles, anything that's coming out, you know, within the next quarter to the next five years. So it's really exciting to see my research be a part of something that actually is physically there. Is the, like, is I the help core make of what that, you do you know? in uh, survey? Is it like focus group? I mean, how do you? We do everything. That's the project specialist, you know, we, <laughs> I do, I create surveys. I run focus groups, I analyze qualitative data, I do everything. So what's the next big step for your career? You said you, you're you loving the job now. Um, do you always want to stay in a, as a project specialist or where, uh, if it's vertically within the company, where do you see yourself? Um, and not not to tell your you know your bosses that you're looking to get out of there like future wise what would be your dream dream job oh no like i said like i said i'm an open book and coming over to advanced product team i told them straight up like hey i have big aspirations i'm going to take your job one day when you retire like i want your job and that's what people want to hear. They want to be able to mold people to do what they do because they know they can't be there forever. So why not leave some kind of legacy behind, you know? So I, I want to just learn as much as I can become a subject matter expert in the field. And yeah, see, there's lots of EVPs, VPs, 
And when you look at the about section in Escalante, I'm like, man, there's like six VPs in there. <laughs> yeah, we're a really big company. We have a we have our office in Detroit or in Livonia, and then we have one in Irvine and another in Shanghai and another in London. So we're all over the place. Is there anything that you'd like to like add to that? Um, uh, I mean, I guess maybe maybe when it comes to you know people that we're in a similar role to you in the Marine Corps. I mean, just to, you know, that there is more than just, hello, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess you just have to really do your research. I, the one thing I found coming out of the Marine Corps that helped me so much was LinkedIn. I am such a huge fan of that platform. Um, because one thing I've learned is people like to talk about themselves. And if you're trying to learn, more about yourself, why not ask somebody else to get real insight? So I just start started connecting with veterans who did things I thought were interesting. And I'd message them and say, hey, uh, whatever you're doing looks really cool. Do you mind hopping on a call and telling me about it? And that's how I pieced together what made me happy and how I could make money and make a living doing what made me happy. So I would just say, once you're getting out or if you're in the process of transition or you're just unhappy with where you're at right now, get on LinkedIn, get on Veterati. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that too, because, you know, when it comes to social media in general and the military, there's so much going around about OPSEC and, you know, that sort of thing. Although, you know, you see a lot more TikTok stars now from the military and you're sitting there going, how are you guys doing getting away with that? You know, like all yeah. the different uniform things and people <laughs> their hair and you're in you get well things change and it's changed a lot i've only been out for three years but uh i consider myself old core at this it's point been interesting to see yeah, that, it's different um, you know <laughs> going from you don't talk about <clears throat> anything outside of the military you don't talk uh specific subjects that are never brought up. I don't know. I was raised, <laughs> you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion, and you don't talk salary. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we actually have that, that rule at the, at the brewery at five by five. It's, it's, you know, we, we say, and when we hear somebody talking politics or religion, we always say, Hey, we treat the, the tap room like it's Thanksgiving dinner, you know, yeah, take Just, it outside. <laughs> no, don't even take it outside. Like take it to the car. <laughs> Just, yeah, out of yeah, here. It's, I mean. it's just uh, have fun, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. So, uh, but I mean, communication is key and that sort of thing. But uh, the reason yeah. I was, I, 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 you know, you, you were talking about me about going ra down rabbit holes, uh, reeling myself back in. Um, yeah, I mean, my point was uh, to kind of reiterate what you were saying about LinkedIn. And, <laughs> you know, if there's any if there's any Marines out there that are active duty now, uh, listening or, you know, just, just recently transitioned. LinkedIn is such a great tool. Um, for one thing, it's, it's the one social media platform that you can still communicate on and, and maintain that offset. I mean, you can say what your MOS is. You don't have to say where it was and that sort of thing. And the, the, you know, the people that you're talking to and interacting with, they're professionals for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you have the random ones out there, but LinkedIn does a really great job about filtering those, those fake, you know, <laughs> spam bots and all that sort of thing. So, well, and the thing I love too, is it's social media. You don't have to be Sergeant, whoever, or, you know, Lieutenant, whoever 
you can just be yourself. It doesn't have to have anything to do with the Marine Corps. You learn to make it a personal brand. Learn to sell yourself, not I'm a Marine. You know, that's once you're out, no one cares what you had on your collar. No one cares what you did. They just know, okay, you were in service. Cool. What do you bring to the table? So just learn to translate everything you do into civilian lingo and you're not breaking any OPSEC because they don't know what you're talking about anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although uh, I will say this, do not, because I did this, I did this to, uh, to my uh, VP of sales and marketing at Avery, um, Amy Ladwig. She, if you're, if you come across my podcast and you listen to this episode, I love you, Amy. You are awesome. But I still remember sitting in, in uh, the break room with her and, you know, she had just come in from Clairol and uh, we didn't really know each other that much. And um, she was, uh, she's like, I don't really know about, uh, much about you, Sean. I mean, uh, where did you come from? And what did, you know, what did you do before this? And so I thought I'd have fun with her. And I said, you know, well, I was a professional athlete for, for a while. And she was like, Oh my God, that's really cool. And I said, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, I did, I did logistics and I, you know, well, for a while I was a janitor <laughs> and, you know, and, and she, and she, her face was just like, and I said, I was in the Marine Corps. She goes, Oh my God, thank God. I thought I didn't know who we had just hired, you know, and I, you know, but I just, I, I like, I like yeah. sharing that, that, you know, your Marine Corps, your Marine Corps experience, it opens you up to so much, uh, you know, transferable experience that people don't realize, you know, you get to put it all does. over that, though, it does. That's know? such a great way to look at it, too. I try. It took me so long to try to explain how I could take what I knew military experience and translate it into civilian work because it's so hard to communicate with civilians when you're first getting out. But that's a great way to say it. Like, I started as a janitor. You still worked for the Marine Corps, but you were a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the nice thing about, you know, this podcast being about the marketing and that sort of thing, every Marine marketer out there or every, you know, every veteran marketer out there, hey, we know how to market to the veteran community, the law enforcement mm-hmm. career. It's it's not always um, it's it's not always uh, the most uh professional way (laughs) yeah (laughs) but there is a niche for it so it is yeah and i feel like the world is changing so much right now where it's like with memes and just the way we communicate in general and the channels that we use it's you have to find kind of that little the grit that comes with humor and you have to learn how to channel it and be prosperous with it (laughs) right well that's cool i mean uh we really kind of got off topic, but reeling myself back <laughs> in again, uh, use LinkedIn. Uh, I, I, my final thing on LinkedIn, um, I actually, you know, because of the offsec and all that sort of thing and, and other channels have recently, um, like, uh, reunited with, with Marines that I served with, um, specifically like my staff NCOs and my, you know, my, my officers, I mean, my S4 officer, um, who went on to be, he was a Lieutenant Colonel when he went, or sorry, he was a major, uh, when he was, um, at fifth Marines with me and went on to be a full bird and, you know, high up in the, in, in some of the commands. So it was just like, again, no presence online, no way to find them, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it is a great way for any of you veterans that are out there to, um, to find, 
uh, people that you you want to reconnect with, um, you know, as long as they're not like, well, even farmers out there. But I mean, you know, for the most part, I just do a search. You'll probably find them. So. Right. Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> and last thing with LinkedIn, if you are getting out, use your veteran status on ID Mate to get LinkedIn premium. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Figure it out. Yeah, I've 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 done IDME uh, premium too, and it's 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 actually a really, it's 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 a nice thing to do because there's a great great tool. tool. Yeah, I mean it's universally <laughs> accepted. I mean, I, and when you start working with a VA and your records and deers and all that stuff, having an IDME mm -hmm. account is awesome because you can log into oh. any of them with that. Yeah, well, just LinkedIn Premium is what like $119 a month or something like that. Yeah. And if you're a veteran, you get it for free for a year. So use that, use all the resources you can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, moving on from LinkedIn, this has been brought to you by LinkedIn. Hey, pay me now. <laughs> hey, LinkedIn. <laughs> hey, LinkedIn. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep pushing out there. Cassidy and I are going to, we're going to, we're going to, advertise you up and down the block. So start sending the money. There we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you my, uh, my, uh, bank information. I'll put my cash out below. <laughs> you could just Venmo me. All right. Well, you know, I always like to, to segue over to, um, community. Um, I mean, personally, I, you know, a lot of Marines and, and service people go in, uh, for that, service to their country and you know a lot of us get out and want to continue that selfless service uh, attitude and and bring it into the community what kind of community involvement are you and are you involved with i said involved twice so <laughs> that's fine um so yeah my my big thing that i'm involved with right now is veterati it's a it's a free resource for transitioning any honestly it's just for any military background um even spouses or just their families but i'm a mentor on there so i've tried to tell myself i wish i could be the person that i wish i had met when i got out so just giving back to those who might be struggling with trying to figure out what to do next or they're just stuck and they don't know which path to take. I just, or they just don't know what they like. They don't know what they want. I love talking to people and trying to help them understand what makes them happy, what they're passionate about and how they can take their experience, no matter what MOS they came from and no matter what branch they came from, you have leadership skills, you have teamwork skills. There's so much you have to offer. You just have to learn where to apply it. So Veterati is the one platform that I wish I had known about coming out of the military because that's the one that no one talked. I don't even know if it was out when I got out, but <laughs> definitely great resource to use. Um, but I, I, when I was at Michigan State, I also worked with the, the Veterans Resource Center there. So um, helping student vets, whether they're just, you know, coming straight out or going back to school for, you know, they're way down the line in their education and they're just now realizing I should probably use my GI Bill, but help people just learn how to utilize that to the max ability or get into voc rehab or trade school, whatever it is you're trying to do. I just love helping people figure out where they're going. So I, 
I'm always here. My door is always open. I'm open door policy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I would be remiss as the as the good Marine Corps League member that I am. Have you heard of the Marine Corps League? I haven't. The, and, well, not around here, but I'm still kind of new to the area. It's the best kept secret in the Marine Corps. I will say this. So if you're out there and you have it, and I'll probably say this in every episode because I drank the Kool-Aid hard. Uh, so I, I founded the <laughs> the Rio Grande Valley Detachment of the Marine Corps League. So uh, in a nutshell, the Marine Corps League is a veterans organization that's similar to like American Legion, uh, VFW and that sort of thing. But it's Marine Corps focused. So our, our membership is uh, made up of Marines, um, honorably discharged, retired, active duty, reservists, uh, also uh, FMF corpsman and FMF chaplain for regular membership. And we also have associate members you know, from the community that want to be involved with it. Uh, so again, it's uh, a lot of people don't know this. It's been around since 1924, and uh, it was actually uh, the first co- one of the first commandants was actually uh, Lejeune. So uh, people were like, "Is oh, this wow. new?" No, it's been around for a while. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't hear about it for twenty, you know, almost twenty years after I got in the Marine Corps. But uh, so we're, you know, it's it's in the, the detachments are at, you know just like posts for the Legion and stuff. They're in every community area around the country and. Um, you know, if you're looking for something to get involved with, it's, it's a great organization, uh, to be involved with. Cause like, like right now we're like kicking up with toys for tots. That's one of our biggest, uh, co, um, you know, uh, projects, uh, platforms and, 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 and for the community, um, you know, working with a reserve unit officially with the reserve, with the Marines for the toys for tots campaign, since we're at the local level, and in some cases, you know, there isn't a reserve unit that's that's nearby and, and the recruiters aren't necessarily mm-hmm. doing it. So in a lot of cases, the Marine Corps League organizes those Toys for Tots campaigns for the location. So, um, yeah, awesome. and you're up in San Antonio area. No, I'm in Colleen. I'm right next to Fort Hood. Yes, I can always so. remember, forget where Fort Hood is up there. So, yeah, um, I'm two hours south of Dallas and hour north of Austin. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. Got you. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll get you offline. Cause there's, there's a, there's a couple of, of detachments near there. If you ever, if you want to interested in getting going, going with that. But I always, I always do my, my due diligence. Uh, like I said, I, I, I founded a detachment and, uh, and I'm also on the, uh, the, basically the, the secretary treasurer for the state of Texas. So it's, um, I, I drink Kool-Aid hard. <laughs> Yeah. So, what I other what other affiliations do you have? Do you are you you know with any professional organizations or or um, anything like that? Um, not particularly. I I have some people that I am close with that are part of like the, the Marine Corps Association and our business, the Marine Corps Business Network, and stuff like that. But no, not really into professional organizations. I've I stay busy with work. I should do more, but. <laughs> But yeah, that's my excuse. Yeah, for we now. we talked earlier about <laughs> about being busy. Yeah, we I, I, as we said before, we kind of take take on way way much more. We say yes more than we say no. So yeah, yeah. I did work with Pave for a bit, peer advisors for veteran education. So that's a, another good resource. Their nation, and then uh, I guess Student Veterans of America. Okay, maybe I do do more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Student Veterans yeah, of America. You, your yeah. brain starts going tallying and you're sitting there going what, what do don't I do? I do you know it's it's crazy <laughs> right when do I sleep <laughs> yeah 
I don't, because when I'm sleeping, I'm still dreaming of work. Well, that's a good sign. As long as they're not nightmares, you're good. No, just thinking. <laughs> well, cool. Um, so I guess at this point, we've kind of gone through, you know, your early childhood. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, we've gone through your early career. You know, we're going mid-career. We're talking about uh, current and future. What would your Marine Corps self today uh, what piece of advice would you give those Marines transitioning? And okay, to your point, those Marines that are no longer working actively in the military. Oh, so, okay. So the yeah, well, ones that you are said out. that we don't get out and we don't transition. Um, you left me hanging on that one. So, <laughs> yeah, well, the ones that are no longer wearing the uniform, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say network, network, network there. That is the most that's the biggest thing you can do for yourself is to keep learning about what is happening with other people, what's happening in the world, what other people do, and just stay connected where you can try to find those, the veterans that are doing things that are similar to you or doing things that you're interested in and just connect with them. Because at the end of the day, we still need that sense of camaraderie and community. So just find it wherever, however you can in positive ways but um yeah and then i guess another thing that i would want to tell people is it's hard getting transitioning it's hard going from wearing the uniform every day to actually having to pick out an outfit so talk to somebody find resources for that too um yeah and and don't don't have the mentality that it's it's a you have to be stronger like it's okay not to be okay. Talk about it. Get it out. It helps. Yeah, and I'd echo that because, I mean, without going way back into the LinkedIn thing, um, it, it's okay. I mean, I will say as a veteran uh, that's been out for quite a while, I hate saying it, it's been out quite a while. Uh, I got out in 97, so uh, you know, my beard will tell you that I'm getting up there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me, too, for as a veteran is that there we're a lot more approachable than you guys will think. So, um, especially if, if you're, you know, cause I, I get contacted all the time from people, especially down here in the Rio Grande Valley, because the cost of living is so low that people just, they find, where is it? Like they'll Google cheapest place to live. Right. And then they'll move here and you're sitting there going, why did you come here? Do you have a job? No, I didn't have a job. It was just the cheapest place to live. I'm just winging and, it. And they do. And I'm they just do. winging so it. <laughs> I guess my, my, my input to that would be, you know, get content, like look us up on LinkedIn, do your research, find those people in the areas that you're considering, uh, you know, moving to, even if it's back home, uh, do the networking aspect of it and, you know, reach out. Most of us will have that network already established and, you know, we'd be happy to share it with you. So. Yeah. And I would say too, if you're coming out, you're leaving post, going wherever, don't go back home. You left there for a reason. Just don't do it. Go go at least one place and experience life as a civilian without your family around. Just go learn how to be a real adult without the Marine Corps. <laughs> you know, that's that's such a thing. I just feel like so many people end up going right back to where they left and like why why did you why did you even do anything back here <laughs> sorry if i offend you <laughs> no i got i got sucked back here too i i told i told myself i would never move back here uh you know there's not a, there i shouldn't say this because i'm 
Yeah, I'm not going to say it because I'm. <laughs> I sit on the Chamber of Commerce for one of the cities down here, so I should probably should just say positive things about this area. Yeah, there are a lot of great things. Yeah, no, I mean not every <laughs> not everywhere is not everywhere is bad, but if you come from somewhere where yeah. there's no opportunity and that was why you left, don't go back. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Is what no, I'm there's saying. there's a lot of great <laughs> things down here, but but to your point, I mean, uh, I you know, I I enjoyed spending time outside, you know, you know, learning new things and that sort of thing. So it's not a bad thing to go back home eventually, but to your point, yeah, I mean, like, even if you get out of Lejeune or Pendleton or whatever, hopefully not Pendleton, the cost of living so crazy when you get out of there, but um, yeah, try looking around your surroundings that maybe didn't check out too much, you know, because there's a lot of opportunity out there. Yeah. We can just cut that whole part if you want. <laughs> I don't want to step on anybody's toes. It may go. Toes. It may go. It may stay. It may be in the in the in the outtakes, you know. But yeah, especially in the outtakes, uh, yeah. Potentially uh, discouraging anybody from moving here. <laughs> it's a little counterproductive. Yeah. No, I should have word. Yeah, I should have worded. That and I, I just got uh, appointed yeah. as the the vice chair for tourism. Yay, Sean! Let's just say, don't come here. Oh. But you live in a, but you live in a good spot. <laughs> like I'm from BFE nowhere. So don't, and I know so many people that are from BFE, but they go back to BFE. Yeah. And if you're comfortable in BFE, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I couldn't, I shouldn't tell people how to live their lives. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, it's during the, during the work day and that sort of thing. So it's, it's really been a, a lot of, a lot of fun talking to you and getting some great insights of what you're doing now and, uh, where your professional career has gone and, uh, what your company does. I mean, I, it sounds really interesting. I may be putting my resume in soon too, you know, you never know, but <laughs> let's work together <laughs> but uh i really appreciate you uh joining me on the show and uh i actually i i'd love to have you on again uh at, at another time maybe with with a with a panel It'd be awesome but um i really appreciate it i, I hope you yeah. i hope you have great success in what you're doing and and you're you know moving up in the company well thank you so much i appreciate you reaching out and thanks for having me <laughs> It was great to meet you. <laughs> well, that's all it is. That's all there is for today, guys. I appreciate you joining me as well. And, uh, you know, follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's usmc.fm. That's the web address as well. So there's no way you can find me. Uh, if you're listening, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know, the videos are going to be posted out there regularly. And we'll do some live streams coming up too. Uh, with some extra special guests, you know, where you can call in and ask questions or, you know, just contribute to the, the conversation. If you'd like to be on the show, please uh, reach out to me on uh, any of those platforms and I'd be happy to book you and uh, talk to you as well. So have a great day, guys, and thanks for listening to the USMC podcast. <laughs>